Thank God it's Tuesday, mainly because it's not Monday, but also because you can listen to Anna and Marta, your two very good friends from You've Got Five Options. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Christmas is a wonderful period, but it's also quite challenging. Therefore, today we are solving five different Christmas challenges. If you want to know how Star Wars can save your Christmas, how to join kosher and pork food at one Christmas table, if you want to see if regifting or selling Christmas presents is a good idea, and how to actually not feel lonely in the Christmas crowd or how to avoid Christmas family drama, then you definitely have to join us today. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Hello, everyone! This is Marta and this is Anna and we are back with you on a very special Tuesday with a very special challenge or actually with a very special five challenges. Yes, this time our last podcast before Christmas will be five challenges for Christmas. And that's because we actually have received quite a lot of challenges just in December and we were uh, rather surprised. Apparently it looks like Christmas is a very challenging period for all of us. Yeah, it seems like uh, we all want it to be wonderful, but there are actually quite some situations we have to deal with. Yeah. Is it wonderful or is it miserable? That's a very, like, that's the mother of all questions. (laughs) Well, I don't think it's miserable, but I think that um, especially in the Christmas uh, time, when we are uh, going through all this, you know, frenzy of having everything perfect and being with a family all of our little problems can somehow explode into our face. And no, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm optimistic because we have solutions for every single challenge. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas! Ta-da! We actually have five options for each of the five challenges. So get ready for five hours of podcast! Main joke! No, no, don't worry. We are gonna be fast and brief and quick and dirty. And up to the point. Okay, maybe not quick and dirty. Up to the point, it's better. Okay, up to the point, it's better. Okay, but maybe we will just start with the first challenge that we have received. And it goes like this. How to save Christmas. My partner and I don't agree on much, especially about Christmas. He has a hard time seeing the point of tradition. I, on the other hand, love it. Or rather, I did. Bit by bit, I find uh, I'm not looking forward to Christmas anymore. It's always a struggle. I've suggested compromise and also having Christmas apart. I have four kids, two with him. We've been together for 11 years. I need to save Christmas, but I don't know how. What would you propose? This is a challenge from a person that we ga- we have given a name, Katie. Yes, I think it's a really beautiful name, by the yeah. way. So, Katie, we do have five options for you. We will tell you what the options are, and then we will discuss one of them uh, a bit longer. The one that we think that has the biggest chance to save the Christmas, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has a very special element for me. But we will get down to that later. Get down to that or go go to that? Get down on it. Get down on it. That is correct. But did I meant that or? Mm, okay. We will get down. <laughs> we will get down on it. We'll get we'll to it. Get to it. Finally. It took us only 20 seconds, people, to get to it. To get down on it. To... to to just do that, to realize. To... But maybe that's another solution for uh, saving Christmas for Katie and her husband. To get down on it. <laughs> a lot. I think that's a solution for everything, to be honest. Okay, so now we will give you the options, Katie. So option number one would be, obviously, spend Christmas apart. Option number two, spend Christmas together and force your way upon him 
Option number three, spend Christmas together and give up on your traditions. Option number four, make a trade, meaning promise him something to, that you will do with him in the future that you don't like if he will do that one thing for you and spend Christmas your way. And option number five, build the bridge. Try to incorporate his passion or love into your Christmas tradition. Yes, so these uh, five options that we have given you, some of them more straightforward than the others. So we have selected the one that is the least straightforward, the most unusual, and at the same time, the one that we think has the highest potential of actually creating wonderful Christmas for both of you. And uh, there is option also number six, get down on it. <laughs> just just like if nothing will work. That, that's a Christmas bonus. Maybe that's the trade one, you know? It's like you offer ah. him some additional benefits for participating in Christmas uh, your way? be like a... Uh, depends on a person. Yeah. But uh, yes, uh, as Marta said, we will focus on the last option because the options that we have given you are pretty obvious, I would say. Of course, you could, you know, separately spend Christmas or try to engage yourself in a tug of wars when uh, one of you is trying to force his way on the other. But that's not really a healthy solution for a couple, I guess. And not a healthy solution for, for a family. Trading, the fourth one, I think from a legal point of view is, let's say, quite fair, right? If you will do that thing with me, I will do something else with you that I don't like. And I think many couples actually use this type of a compromise. But then the thing is that we basically, although it's fair, in my opinion, you end up doing something you don't like and the other person will also end up some, doing something that he doesn't like. So even if you will do it the fair, the right way, there is a, not a lot of joy in it, I would say. Well, I would just put a little bit of a disclaimer on the healthy or not healthy, because I think that maybe for some couples it actually is healthy to spend the Christmas apart. If they really don't agree, uh, they really cannot make it work for no matter what, and maybe they will actually be happier apart yeah. and sometimes it could be a, a healthy solution for some situations for sure what we wanted to concentrate on is the one i like the way anna you have described it uh, in the challenge the one that concentrates the most on the togetherness because the other ones they are okay, they are fine, and they can be good for some situations, for some couples. But the last one is the one that concentrates on how to make it work for both of you. As a couple, so basically not as two individuals that need to compromise, but how to actually make it work as a couple. Yeah, I like this one the most as well. So, Anna, you've had some awesome idea how that can actually go. Yes, I, had, I think I had an awesome idea with an awesome example. I was thinking, Katie, how about incorporating the thing that your partner really, really loves or is passionate about into your Christmas celebration? What does it mean? Let's say he loves, I will give this example, I will give it because I love it. Let's say he loves Star Wars, like everyone loves Star Wars, right, Marta? Everyone, almost everyone. Weird movie moment. So let's say that your partner loves Star Wars. How about making Star Wars team Christmas dinner? If someone, although I am total sucker for tradition and I like traditional Christmas, if someone would do that for me, I would be like in seven heavens. So for instance, you can still keep your own normal Christmas traditions, but maybe instead of a normal Christmas tree, you will have a Darth Vader Christmas tree. And I actually even found picture. There are people who have Darth Vader Christmas trees. And you can, I don't know, make a cardboard cutouts or pictures of Star Wars characters sitting with you at the table or a lightsabers or whatsoever. And th those are just examples for the Star Wars. But no matter what he loves, maybe it's a food team or any sports team or activity or a computer game why not just to buy some props or you know some things that are connected with his passion decorate the house find some kind of songs that are related or to, to that passion of his and just make 
a Christmas-themed dinner. Yeah, so the purpose of doing that is, you said he's not much into the tradition. He's not much up for Christmas. So the purpose of doing that is to make him love Christmas. Exactly. So it is to make something that he actually really loves, a part of your Christmas dinner, so it's also fun for him. And I think that this is this has so many different positive consequences because first of all, you can be creative for yourself. You are showing thoughtfulness. You are showing that you really care, that he enjoys it with you. And honestly, I would be blown away. If my partner would do something like this to me, especially for a thing I don't really like, I would be, re- I would be touched. Yeah, touched I would be. Touched I would be. <laughs> By Darth Vader. No, 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 no. Okay. Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, no. But Kylo Ren, yes. There um, are some di- deep, dark secrets coming out uh, in this podcast. Okay. but No, no Darth Vader. Okay. I have a huge crush on Kylo Ren, actually on Adam Driver, but I do not have a crush on Darth Vader and I would not like to be touched by him for the record. Thank you for that. So what we were thinking about is that very often in relationships we have this kind of a struggle when you have one point of view and your partner has another point of view instead of sitting together creating this loving atmosphere and explaining why something is really important for you we tend to kind of go defensive we tend to go maybe sometimes offensive it's like a little war little game like game of thrones you know who wins and it's my way or highway and and all that is not really working when we talk about occasions as Christmas. I totally agree with you, Marta. And uh, when I was reading your challenge, Kate, you mentioned that you are together for 11 years and you don't agree on much. So I could imagine that maybe somehow you also developed some sort of a dynamic in your relationship when everything that you don't agree on seems like a struggle and when we are already in a relation when we have to fight for what we think we want and so on there might be already some sort of an atmosphere that whenever you come out with something new he's already defensive or you are already defensive straight away you know that might be your already default reaction but the purpose of all of this is that you are a couple you love each other you have children together and you should just try to make an effort to to find that togetherness instead of yeah engaging again in tug of wars so it's really like i mean christmas of course a lot of us have different types of traditions and for some of us it's more important than for the others but we do have to remember that christmas is also simply a holiday we get a few free days where we can spend time with the family so if we focus on the time with the family on the time together and on sharing the love on getting closer when it is the main theme then it doesn't matter so much if you have a lot of traditions that you want to have a life together with your children and maybe your husband is not so much into it you can still be together in it even though you don't really share the same uh, level of appetite for Mm -hmm. the tradition and if you manage to make that effort to actually do something wonderful for him then he may be also much more prone into being into what is important for you as well i totally agree so i just wanted to say katie there is a little bit more of a description in the challenge so please uh, read it and we hope you will have wonderful christmas together with your husband and your children so merry christmas ho 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 Merry Christmas! So now the second challenge. Kosher food and pork at the same Christmas table. I am a Messianic Jew, a Jewish person who is also Christian by faith, and I celebrate Christmas with my husband's family. My aunt and uncle are the only family members I have in Denmark, and I would like to invite them for Christmas. The problem is that while I'm less observant and quite relaxed about kosher food, avoid pork but don't mind its presence in my home, my aunt is strict and she only buys kosher meat. I'm afraid she won't feel comfortable eating with us since there will be pork served. I tried asking the family to not to serve pork for Christmas but they say it wouldn't feel like Christmas without it. How can I solve it? Yeah, I think that this is again a challenge where we 
have to manage different type of expectations but this one are tiny bit more difficult because they go into the topics like culture tradition religions and usually those are quite sensitive uh, areas to to agree on especially when they are like completely conflicting yes that's correct and i think the the first thing that i thought when i read this challenge is that every single person involved in this situation should think what's my main like purpose here what's my main goal do 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 i want to just spend nice time together as a family or do we really want to be more hang up on what type of food yes i understand this is actually important uh, in in certain religions but what what's more important because there is a way to compromise and we actually have five options which we will give to you dear charlotte because that's your name in this challenge but then we would like to again discuss one option a little bit more into details yes that's one of these situations where it's difficult to say you know what's right or wrong and who has a stronger case it's not possible to determine here it's just like when you're jewish it's kosher food or not right mm -hmm. you i mean it's it's something that you just don't compromise about on the other hand christmas is a christian tradition mainly and we are talking about spending christmas and when we talk christmas tradition in denmark pork is a huge part of it yeah so it's nothing that you you can say that someone has a stronger case or less strong case mm -hmm. so the only way that you can go about it is to first hear our five options yes <laughs> oh yeah we're so smart and funny and then Mark. select the one that you like the most. Yes. And we will tell you which is the one that we think has the highest potential of creating that togetherness again for Christmas mm -hmm. and going for what is the most important. So love, love is the answer. And Star Wars. This is actually Christmas togetherness and Star Wars themed podcast. Okay. I'm sorry, I haven't seen The Last Jedi yet and I'm dying because I don't want to spoil it. So it's all the time on my mind. But I will now focus on Christmas togetherness. Uh, will you tell the options or should I tell them? I, I will tell the options. Option number one. Marta, watch all the Star Wars. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, so now we are starting. Option number one. Don't invite your aunt and uncle and spend Christmas the traditional pork way with your husband's family. Option number two. Invite your aunt and uncle to your non-kosher dinner and hope for the best. Option number three. Persuade your husband's family to resign from pork this year. Option number four, visit your aunt and uncle at their place first and afterwards join your Danish family for Christmas dinner. And option number five, have an open and empathic discussion with both families and propose a creative compromise. So, of course, we are going for option number five because it's the creative compromise and the first four options are quite self-explanatory. And we actually do that, many families do that, that they join two Christmas dinners uh, in one day. They first join one family, like, for example, if there is a husband and a wife, they first join yeah. husband's family and then the wife's family or whatever. Or they first join the uncle and then the other uncle if they are not talking with each other. So, it happens. Mm -hmm, people, yes. uh, people do it this way if they can't find another solution. But we actually have come up with a creative solution, number five, where we think it's possible to join the two quite conflicting... Meet interests. Uh, ...into one table, or mm -hmm. actually two tables in one house. Yes, because that's actually our, our proposition. Uh, well, first of all, again, when I was reading this challenge, you have mentioned that your aunt is strict and she only buys kosher food. And you said, I'm afraid she won't be comfortable eating with us. So I am not sure yet if you have talked with your aunt because maybe she is very strict about her own uh, dietary choices, but she wouldn't be bothered that much. So it could be because probably there is some age difference. Sometimes we are afraid to talk honestly and we just assume things. Um, and another thing is, all in all, it's... Marta, do I understand correctly that aunt and uncle are not really celebrating Christmas? First, I am not like 100% sure where the Christmas should happen. 
Mm-hmm. Is it uh, in Charlotte's house, house or in her family, Danish yeah, family? Danish family house. So that's one thing. Second thing is like, I mean, Jewish people, they don't celebrate Great Christmas, Christmas but exactly. have Hanukkah more or less yes. at the same time. We don't know if the purpose is to join the uh, Christian Christmas and the Jewish Hanukkah into one dinner. Oh my God, I had a revelation And I'm so sorry that I cannot explain it further. I was just watching on YouTube Star Wars and 10 best TV shows Christmas episodes ever recap because I watch a lot of stupid things. And there is one episode of a series called, I think, Orange County, but you can check it on internet, when they made Christmas and Hanukkah in one. There is actually a TV episode about it. It's a pity that we cannot uh, tell you what it is exactly about, but apparently it's now a cult TV episode and a lot of people love the idea and apparently now many people are celebrating this and I think it's called not Hanukkah, but Christmas Hanukkah. Google time. Apparently, this was a really one of those groundbreaking episodes in TV uh, history and they showed exactly how to merge Christmas and Hanukkah in one. But I think that, yeah, we, we are not quite sure what the situation is. I'm sorry, this was a revelation thing. Maybe, Charlotte, you can just watch this uh, episode for inspiration, but we are not quite sure how the situation looks in in your specific case meaning where is the christmas and it doesn't really look like this is a typical celebration for jewish people so we are assuming that the christmas is happening at your place and we have uh, this idea that you could explore where you ask the danish family to be the ones preparing the pork for themselves and bringing it to your house. You keep your house kosher, Mm -hmm. you cook only the kosher food and the main Christmas table is only set with kosher food. And you make an additional table, a small table either on the side of the main table or somewhere on the side of the room where the pork is served. In this way, you have your kosher kitchen, you have done everything by the book and by the rules and at the main table everyone has only the kosher food. You still respect the tradition of the Danish part of the family. You do have the pork for them and they can still have it. That still requires that you talk honestly and you open, you know, this loving (laughs) conversation with both sides of Mm -hmm. the family where you explain that you want to honor both traditions that you want everyone to feel comfortable but at the same time you ask them to open up for respect to the other side of the family yeah i totally agree and i think that here uh, it would require openness but also that kind of like a vulnerability from your side because all in all what you want is to spend christmas with all of them and uh, that's really beautiful because you could just you know like ah i will just spend it with my danish family or whatsoever i think it's a really beautiful gesture and that you are making this effort that you want to have everyone in that special uh, you know holiday spirit so and i think you, you should open up about this you know that i'm doing this because i would really like us to spend this time together. Yeah, so we have had a similar situation in my family because my brother, who probably will be listening to that podcast at some point... Greetings, Piotrek. He had for several years a girlfriend that was Jewish. Uh, She was from Israel and we kind of had this situation. But in Poland, it's not a big deal to have pork. I mean, the Christmas Eve, you don't have any meat. So the Christmas Eve itself is not a big deal at all. And we can just use other types of meat uh, for the rest of the time. And she was uh, probably uh, similar to you, that she would not eat pork, but she wouldn't mind if uh, the the food was uh, present at the Christmas table. And we had it in a really wonderful atmosphere, even though... uh, uh, obviously, she has not been celebrating Christmas. It's not. Yeah, that's uh, not her holiday. Yeah, but uh, she seemed to be enjoying a lot, and it was so nice uh, with the presents. Each one of us bought her a present, so it was a really great atmosphere. And even though it's not a part of their tradition, with the right uh, approach, where everyone was open 
where everyone wanted to be together and was welcoming towards the other party, we had a really, really great time. And she told us a lot about Hanukkah. At that point of time, Hanukkah was very close uh, to Christmas. I've checked that this year uh, it finishes uh, on 20th of December. So by the time the Christmas Eve is there, Hanukkah is already over. But that year it was somehow very, very close. So um, yeah, it is possible. You can have wonderful time, even though you have this two different traditions and different requirements when it comes to what kind of food you eat. Yeah, I, I think that was really well said and Marta, fantastic example. And yeah, we, we really hope that this will work out for you, dear Charlotte. And if you want to let us know how it went, please do so. We are really curious. But now I think we will just jump into challenge number three. Three? Three? <laughs> because of those willow tree figurines. <laughs> That's why it's challenge number three with the tree figurines. So the challenge goes like this. I have several willow tree figurines I received on different occasions. I personally don't like the style and they don't really fit in my home and I was planning to sell them online. But yesterday my brother-in-law mentioned that his wife loves them. Is it okay to re-gift them to her? By selling them I would have received enough money for several gifts. So it's not like they don't have a value. So why do I feel conflicted over this? Dear Miranda, because that's your name, that's a very interesting question I have to say. And I know that whenever someone says that's a very interesting question, it means that he doesn't know what to answer. But of course, like always, we have five answers for you. However, I think the bottom line is exactly why do you feel conflicted about it? We do have five options for you. And uh, here we actually don't really have a favorite option, Marta. Yeah, this challenge is different than the first uh, two because it's an internal conflict. And in this challenge, we will tell you which are the five options and we would offer you to have a little exercise that we have been offering in our previous podcasts on how can you figure out which option is the best for you. So the exercise is that we ask our listeners to get a piece of paper and a pen and write down your first reaction to each of the options. So we would like you to listen to the options that Anna will read in a moment and simply find out, remember, make a note, either a mental note or on that piece of paper on or on your computer. How does it feel? Does it feel good? Does it feel bad? Whatever that comes to your mind. Because it really is helpful for you to know what's your inner gut telling you. What's the best thing for you to choose? That is so true because actually everyone will have a different preference. Some people are very strict on not selling the gifts. Others are actually very strict on I would never re-gift a gift. I think it's a very personal thing, right? Yes, that's why in this case it wouldn't make any sense that we try to come up with uh, which one we think is the best because it's not really so much about uh, whether you will uh, create some uh, great atmosphere for Christmas or not. So it is really to help you find out what, how to solve that inner conflict for yourself. So. Now we assume you have that uh, possibility to take a note, either a mental one or yes. a real one. And here are the options. So remember that you have to write down the very first feeling that you feel when you hear the option. Okay, Miranda, are you ready? Option number one, Star Wars. I'm sorry, I had to do it. Okay, Miranda, we are starting again. Option number one, sell the gifts online as you planned and buy presents with the money you get. Option number two, re-gift figurines. Give them to the wife of your brother-in-law. Option number three, keep them and learn to love them. Option number four, donate them. Option number five, make a creative use out of them. Maybe a nativity scene or voodoo dolls or Star Wars scene. <laughs> Yeah, depending on uh, what kind of figurines uh, these really are, I really doubt it's like a Darth Vader, but who knows? You or... can make Darth Vader out of anything, but uh, maybe a creative usage could be you can remake them into something. Yeah, I don't know how they look like. Actually, I'm so curious how they look like. So Miranda, if you could just drop us anonymous picture of your figurines. 
And if you decide to remake them into Star Wars figurines, I think Anna will love you forever if you send her. I will buy it, but it will be our secret. I will not say to anyone. Okay, so that would be option number five, like connected Mm -hmm. with selling. Mm -hmm. So it would be option five and one, like make a Star Wars theme figurines Mm -hmm. and sell them to Anna. And I don't know what several means, but if you have three, I would like to order Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren. Thank you. Okay, so basically the exercise was to help you figure out what's your first reaction. Do you feel good or do you feel bad? Do you feel like this squeeze in the stomach? Like, no, I really don't want to do it. Because we tried to discuss that situation before and we were discussing it with another friend. Greetings, Kalinka. And we actually, like, we had like, I would sell them and the other one of us would be, I wouldn't sell them. And the third one was... Somewhere in the middle, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so what do you really do? Honestly, if you can't figure it out for yourself, if you feel conflicted on both regifting them and selling them, maybe donating is an option. Or maybe just leaving them home or making Kylo Ren out of them but maybe or maybe just simply yeah exactly doing nothing if if both of the things are causing you some sort of a distress then just maybe keep it or donate it yeah so you have your first reaction to how you feel about each of the options and you may have already discovered that one of them is like wow yeah that option really feels good that's what I'm going to do you may not have reached that just by listening to the options then you could also go for more mind-oriented exercise where you could just write down the pros and cons Mm -hmm. of each of the options and select in this way it depends if you are more prone to taking the decision based on your feelings then the first one could be that you already were able to figure out it could be that you are a more pragmatic person and uh, you like more this kind of approach of pros and cons so that's what we would propose to you basically take a piece of paper take a pen and write because very often things that are blurred in our minds they clarify when we write them down yeah, that's, that is totally correct. And actually, I, I remember when we were discussing this in the past, you also said, Marta, just like write down why do you feel conflicted? Because many times things are just flowing through our head and we just have this feeling, but we cannot grasp it. And many times trying to describe this feeling and trying to describe why do I feel conflicted about it gives us clarity. Yeah, it gives us the answer that we are looking for. Like, why are we conflicted about it? So we wish you good luck, Miranda, with finding out your answer and not feeling conflicted anymore because it's not really cool to feel conflicted. No, not at all. And uh, if you could drop us a picture of those uh, figurines, we would really be grateful because I'm curious. And if you decide to remake them, maybe into Kylo Ren, you know how to contact me. Indecent Proposal Okay, now we will go for challenge number four. This year, we are spending Christmas with my husband's family. We've done that before and I must admit that it was very difficult for me. They are a big crowd and they are having a wonderful time together. The problem is that I completely don't fit in. I am the only foreigner coming from a different country and with a different language and it's just so awkward to be there. Since we have kids, we can't really separate for Christmas. I really don't want another miserable Christmas where I feel lonely in the crowd. So how do I save the Christmas for myself? Yeah, I think this is one of those, again, family-related challenges. Yeah, so it's just quite amazing that uh, so many things surface around the Christmas time. And uh, when we were discussing and preparing for that uh, episode, we came to a conclusion that Christmas is like life, just in like a more condensed uh, edition. Uh, because it's like a few very important uh, days and we have been really you know under a lot of pressure because we for a few weeks have been trying to get the best possible presents and we have been trying to prepare the most amazing food and we would like everyone to be happy and we want everything to be perfect so we create a lot of expectations and as we have been discussing in our podcast several times already expectations are the killers they are are the secret silent killers of all the relations. So, of course, expectations, they are a big theme in all of the challenges. 
I think, Marta, this is so, so right. We have expectations. And so many times it's so difficult for us to get out of our own expectations and see something a little bit further than our own nose. I'm sorry. I know it might sound tough. And I am all for being an individual in a relationship, in a family and have a healthy boundaries. But sometimes I really think that we have too much expectations and too few willingness to be empathic and simply let go a little bit. Yes, so we have all those expectations. We put our hopes very high. At the same time, we are tired and we have had a lot of pressure. And then suddenly we sit uh, around that uh, Christmas table and there are all those different issues that are coming out. Things will never go exactly as you wished. Because you are interacting with a lot of different people at that Christmas table. And all of you have expectations. And I think most of those expectations will be somehow different. So if we could all just relax and concentrate on loving and caring and sharing and so on, we would all have a much more wonderful Christmas. Isn't it what Christmas is exactly all about? Loving, sharing, caring and watching Star Wars. I think for some people it's that, for others it's all about that uh, person called Jesus that was born. Duh! However, coming back to our challenge, Samantha, we wanted to tell you that we do have five options for you. And, well, option number one is join the club, which means just try to be like the rest of your husband's family. Try to do what they do. If you don't really speak the language, you can maybe just repeat what they say Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, but in general, just try to join the club and, you know, do what they do and see if you can join that uh, happy crowd that is enjoying the Christmas. Yeah, how is that way of saying, like, once in Rome behave like Roman? I'm, I'm translating from Polish. There has to be another way of phrasing it. We will ask Google. Google time. But this is actually quite good advice, in my opinion. You know, you just try to imitate everything they do. And try to see if by doing this, you will get that Christmas spirit Mm -hmm. like they do. Option number two is bring your own tradition to the table. If you feel that you are not really fitting in, maybe you can bring some of your traditions there and feel more at home. Option number three, lock yourself in the room and don't come out until it's over. Which is an option as well. It would probably be quite difficult, but maybe if there are so many people there, maybe no one will notice that you're not really there enjoying. Or you just sit there the minimum amount of time that is, you know, acceptable and then you disappear and you do other things that you really enjoy doing if you feel like super awkward and there is nothing that can save you being there. You can always pretend you're very, very sick. And then we have another option, which is separate for Christmas. You said it's not an option for you because you have kids, but we've had that challenge uh, described from Katie where they actually have like four kids and they have been doing that. They -hmm. have been spending Christmas separately. So apparently it is an option, even though you do have kids. So maybe that's something you could um, consider. And then we have the last option, which we think could be the best one, for creating that Christmassy togetherness spirit that we have been mentioning before, which is take the Christmas with your husband's family as an adventure. So like imagine yourself being a visitor or like, I don't know, like you are a traveler who just stepped by to a completely new home and to a completely new family for Christmas and with a totally fresh eyes and a totally reset mindset, just try to observe, learn, and enjoy the new experience. Yeah, that's what inspired us for that option. We were thinking about that when we travel, we go and see completely different cultures, people behave in a completely different way, and they have that sense of community, and we step in there, and we are naturally curious. Mm-hmm. We are really interested what it's all about. We try to learn what it's all about and we kind of like open up for it and just try to experience it. Usually most of the people, the ones that like to travel, enjoy that. So we thought if you could have that approach thinking, hey, that's my husband's family. 
that's how that's actually half of my children's culture if i will try to understand it if i will try to learn about it i will have much more knowledge both about my husband and also about part of my children's culture yeah i i totally agree i know i say a lot of i totally agree but i actually do totally agree with her and what with what she's saying amen fist bump Because, yeah, I think that now you have a very unique insight into Christmas of a different tradition. Be curious, ask questions. And we completely acknowledge that it is not cool to be a part of the Christmas where everyone is having this wonderful sense of community and you feel like the alien like Mm -hmm. the only alien or you're the only one that doesn't fit in however if you drop your expectations this is exactly if you would go to bolivia let's say for christmas time i don't know why bolivia i I don't know why it came to my head would you really expect to be straight away a part of the community and enjoy it with them no you'd be like wow this is a great adventure i will see this christmas as a guest and i will try to learn as much as i want it's all a matter about expectations because if your expectations are i want to feel like home with my family then there is a big chance you will fail but if you will have a different set of expectations i want to learn i want to embrace new culture i want to embrace new people but i don't necessarily need to pretend i totally fit in like you wouldn't do that in bolivia i guess you wouldn't be sitting there and hoping that you know you will straight away be a part of a family i do love this approach and i am really uh, pro dropping the expectations and i really do believe they are the secret killers of many uh, situations and relations but I have been in that situation and Mm -hmm. um, Samantha also uh, writes that she has already done that before Mm -hmm. she has been a part of that Christmas with that family before Mm -hmm. and she didn't enjoy so I can totally understand that she's not looking forward to trying to do that again I do still think that it's wonderful to open up to uh, switch on your natural curiosity and approach it as an adventure I would put attention to one thing very often it happens that the family actually tries to get you into being a part of that community but if you set your walls around yourself and you are not opening up to actually be a part of it then it's very difficult so I would put attention to actually drop the walls and also open up for becoming a part of that family because it is your husband's family and it is probably not the last time you'll be spending Christmas together and you do have your close people there as well you do have your children so you are not really there alone without any more connections than just your husband that's a very good point Marta I think it's a very good point but that is something that Samantha you would also have to think for yourself like am I unintentionally probably or subconsciously putting the walls that very good point to to rethink okay so I guess now we have arrived to our challenge number five and I will start to read it straight away I have a big family and most of us live in the same city every year we spend Christmas together but most of the times there is some drama involved we cannot agree on things like where to arrange the Christmas dinner who should bring what and even money is the issue honestly I'm getting tired with it so this year I'm considering to pack my bags and visit my friend in another country to spend Christmas there The problem is that I have already accepted one invitation from the younger sister, while the older one just announced that she wants to make Christmas dinner at my home. I don't want to spend another Christmas arguing, yet it is still my family and I agreed on some things already. What should I do? So our dear friend, what's the name? This time it's Carrie and if uh, someone was listening very well to the names, you can see that this is like a sex and the city characters we could go with star wars actually okay so it's sex and the city plus katie so dear carrie and uh, you are last but not least and you got the name of the main character of sex and the city we do have five options for you and they go as go with the flow so just detach from all that arguing forget about it and see what happens just like really stop you know worrying and just go with the flow see what will unveil option number two choose a sister for christmas 
meaning adjusting which sister you like more and with whom you prefer to spend Christmas and go for that sister. We know that technically there are no favorite sisters, but we also know that, like, you know, Well, I don't know how many people you know that have more than one sister. Yeah, actually, everyone has a favorite sister. Yeah, yeah right. It's it's That's completely out in the open. The mm-hmm. much more tricky part is with the favorite kit and with yeah. the favorite option. There's no such a thing like favorite kit, is it, Marta? I don't have favorite kits. Exactly. I have only one kit, so my kit is my favorite kit. I have my three favorite kits. Very the, diplomatic. So the thing is that with the sister, is, it's it's quite actually quite common knowledge that you have a favorite sister. Okay. So option number three, forget the family. Just go and visit your friend. And option number four, join two Christmas dinners. That's what we were also having in one of the challenges before. And the last one. Make a wonderful Christmas for your family. Yes, so that's the one where actually we are proposing you to be in charge of mediating this drama situation and trying to uh, approach it again with honesty, empathy and trying just to like, yeah, be a peacemaker in your own family. So you have all that drama that happens every year and you argue about who brings what and about the money and so on. If you would take all that struggle before Christmas, if you would be like the boss and you would just assign the tasks to everyone, collect the money or split the money or whatever needs to be done before Christmas, make the clear rules about the presents, about the food, about who does what, and then talk to everyone. Look, guys, whatever kind of issue or drama you have, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it. Let's process it. Because this year we are having freaking awesome Christmas. Yeah, totally, totally right, Marta. Because uh, th- that's the whole thing. Like every year there is a drama. So I could imagine probably there are some recurring problems, topics, probably organizational. And you also said, you know, that the place, the money, then food. I'm not sure if you have tried it, but probably you haven't. Just to make a plan way prior. But also to be maybe totally honest with them, like, guys, listen, this year I'm actually considering going visiting my friends because I'm just tired of this. I don't want to have another Christmas full of arguing. I understand we are family and I love you guys, but I just don't want to engage in drama anymore. That could be a wake-up call because I think many times in many families, especially when there is a lot of members... People are just take it for granted. There will be drama. We will survive it somehow. Okay, we have to invite that uncle and we don't like him and that aunt is something, something. And we just expect drama to happen. But maybe if someone would just break this kind of like a silence and say, guys, I'm tired of it. I I love you guys, but I don't want to participate in drama. So either we will just buckle up and make a freaking awesome Christmas or I'm out for this year. Maybe this honesty is uh, also something that was missing in your uh, relations within the family. I think honesty is good, but I would be thinking if that drama always comes out, it means that there are some issues. Yeah. And I'm not sure if by saying that, uh, you know, I love you, but I'm considering to spend Christmas with someone else is going to be really helpful. I mean, they could get offended Or they could feel like, okay, so we have some issues, so we are going to run away. So what I was thinking, it's kind of like if there is drama and there are issues, why won't we try to clear it? Why won't we try to talk? Or why won't we actually try to get to the bottom of those issues? So actually, what is the root cause? That's what I was getting at, yeah. To To talk about those issues prior to the Christmas. I'm not sure how deep are the issues. It could be that there are some very, very deep, deeply rooted, like really dysfunctional issues that you can't clear just by talking to each other before Christmas. But very often the things, they actually can be talked through. 
many times there is some kind of a misunderstandings involved, especially when there is a lot of family members or someone had an impression that someone else did something or maybe it's just a matter of character. Someone is way more organized, like to plan ahead. The other person is spontaneous and you never really had a time or patience or even a like a willingness to solve it. But it could be that there are some simple solutions by, like Marta proposed, setting up some very simple rules prior to Christmas. However, if those are deeper issues, then yeah, you might need help. You may need to, you know, invite a therapist, like, uh, you know, hire a therapist for an entire December and get a session with each of your family members and see if you can solve the issues. You can alternatively watch all the parts of Star Wars, which is a dysfunctional family in space and see how they handle that. You will feel better because they didn't handle it well. No spoilers, but every dysfunctional family will feel better while watching Star Wars. I'm telling you guys. So that might be actually the the optimistic way of, uh, of approaching your dysfunctional issues. But if those are not dysfunctional issues, if those Those are just some small trimming here and there that you have to make pre-planning. You can actually save yourself a a lot of drama and make a freaking awesome Christmas. Yes, Carrie. So we don't know your family. We don't know what can work the best, but you do. You do know your family. So please have a look at the options that we have prepared for you and then see what could work best for your family. And if you don't think that anything can work for your family, just run away and spend Christmas with your friend. And still watch the Star Wars. So thank you everyone for sharing your challenges with us. And we really hope that you will find the best possible, creative, wonderful solution that suits you best and your family best and you will have wonderful Christmas. Yeah, we would like to wish you a really merry, merry Christmas and we do hope that you will get back to us and share your solutions so we can see what you have decided and how did it go for you. And remember that how you feel on Christmas depends in 99% on you. If you want your Christmas to be wonderful, no matter the circumstances, you can be the Christmas spirit and you can share your love and wonderfulness and beautiful Christmas spirit with everyone around you. Yes, and the remaining percent are the good movie choices. So, Merry Christmas, guys, and we will hear each other on Tuesday. Merry Christmas! Thank you! That's all, folks. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options podcast, where we solve your life challenges weekly. Remember that you can visit our website and submit your challenge or comment at other people's challenges at you'vegot5options.com. This is www.youvegot5 as a number options.com. And remember that our next podcast will be available for you on Tuesday. Next week will be different. We won't be solving the challenge of the week. Instead, we will have a Christmas special. And that will be all about how to save Christmas or how to have the most wonderful Christmas tips and tricks with You've Got 5 Options. And if you like what you've heard, please make sure that you leave us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.